I Want to Jump Like Dee Dee with me, Jar Sibold, is the music podcast that does music a bit differently. I'm talking to some incredible musicians, DJs, and producers about how they use an experimental mindset to fuel their own creativity, pursue new challenges, overcome fears, bounce back from mistakes. Dave Barbarossa, one of the most innovative, unique, and respected drummers of my generation. Dave emerged from the London underground punk rock scene, drumming on Adam and the Ants' first album, Dirt Wears White Socks, um, and then moved on to form Bow Wow Wow, where his, his really innovative, unique drumming style really sort of came into its own. And then, and then since then, Dave's worked with many artists, such as Republica, Beats International, Roland Gift, um, and is, is also an author. So welcome, Dave. Thanks for, thanks for coming on. Pleasure, man. Um, maybe, maybe we'll just sort of kick off, you know, about your sort of formative influences that led to, you know, how you how you kind of experimented with the drums and your and your experimental and experimental mindset. Well, um, I was drawn to the drums. I saw a guy playing the drums in his house in his front room, mm. in a sort of traditional English suburban front room with this huge octopus of a drum kit and. Uh, and he played it really well. Mm. And I just wanted to play that instrument really well uh, because it seemed to uh, push the boundaries back of this kind of closeted little chintzy front room and uh, yeah. and was big and loud and uh, really noisy, yeah. And how, how, did, how did it sort of evolve from there, you know, and how, how did you, you know, because clearly it was, a, you know, that sort of time was, there, there was a lot of experimental, there was an experimental scene, you know, that was Well, that was yeah, really there were, developing. that was actually, when I when I heard the drums the first time, was probably towards the end, the middle end of the 70s. So mm. it was just sort of the moribund days of the old rock dinosaurs, brilliant though they were, were kind of becoming so huge. Mm such mega stars it didn't really have any contact to, to where they'd come from but but that wasn't in my mind I was a teenager and uh, I just wanted to get noisy mm. and uh, I was drawn to it because it's so precise although chaotic there was you had to be really precise there's incredible precision involved and um, I didn't have any drums I didn't I wasn't from a wealthy background so I used to practice with a couple of sticks watching top of the pops on the sofa <laughs> and the arm of the sofa was the hi-hat yeah and, uh, and then i'd cross my legs and hit the edge of the uh cushion that i was sitting on yeah and i just watched the blokes on top of the pops and i copied them and i, and I realized i was making a similar kind of four four-y beat and then i don't know i just got bits and pieces i had a guy in this guy's kit and then i then i i had to work I get a job when I was 15 for one reason mm. or another. I saved some money, 50p a week it was, and I bought a drum kit. And uh, I can't, through the Mr. Time. Through the Mr. Time, yeah, yeah. I ended up just loving, loving doing it, loving the journey, never knowing what I would play the next time I sat behind the kit. Mm. You know, I knew I'd mastered a certain thing, but I knew the next time I'd go on it, it would take me somewhere else. And yeah. I suppose I'm still doing it at my great age now. I never know exactly what I'm going to do when I get behind the drums. Did, did, I mean, were, were you 
were you aware at the time or you, you know at any sort of stage that that you know what you're doing was quite experimental and, and different uh yes i was because unlike today there were no drummers there were no guitarists there were no bass players there was no, mm. no keyboard players or vocalists there weren't wasn't a band on every corner there yeah. weren't musicians it was a really obscure thing it's a, not pop musicians so i say i mean there's mm. always been classic classical music at school and stuff um so i was aware that i was doing something really unusual but i was i've always been drawn to the unusual and yeah the, and so I, you know i mean with, with that sort of unusual i guess sort of comes um you know kind of uncertainty and and and, and it's easy to become unsure of yourself you know when when you're doing something that that not many other people are, are doing you know i mean i guess a lot of people you know of, of whatever age you know there's a can be a desire to kind of conform and do things that other people are doing and not stand out that that obviously didn't apply to you, you no know? well I, I i i did you know like most people my my, my upbringing wasn't you know regular and mm. and, and uh, I, I found in the drums a way to stay unique and indulge myself because I couldn't do it in my home life I was a company yeah. big family lots of brothers mm. and sisters you know I don't think my parents would win any parenting awards and yeah. um, when I found the drums I found something that was mine that I could travel on and I could be myself. Mm, That's mm. before I got into Adam's group and stuff. That even then, before I was even in a band, I found a, a solace, a serenity when I was being particularly noisy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that that um, I guess that that sort of scene that that, that you were in and through through Adam into. Um, you know, into, into sort of Bow Wow Wow, you know, they were, yeah. they were kind of like-minded oh, yeah. people as well Every, that, you yeah. know, that wanted that, you know, wanted the same kind of thing that you were. You were yeah, in different about. ways. It was, it was a, it didn't have any rules. You, rules weren't allowed. You, you had to plow your own farm. Mm. Even though nowadays punk rock is seen as like a fashion Mm. A rectangle of fashion and style and attitude at the time in 76 77 78 all that when i was playing in the punk rock scene everybody was trying to be different giles yeah nobody wanted to be next to somebody and look the same no band wanted to sound the same even though there's this like i say looking back now people now think oh punk rock it's that sound da -da 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 -da. Mm. but when you think of the bands from the Buzzcocks, to Susie and the Banshees, the Pistols, the Clash, yeah. X-Ray Specs, the Stranglers. These are all uniquely different sounding bands, as different yeah. as any prog rock scene or anything. Highly individual people wanting to be individuals. Yeah. That's, that's punk rock. Yeah, yeah. Not, not, not Camden Town. <laughs> <laughs> if you know what I mean. Did, did it... Did it you know sort of change over over the years yeah i mean like anything it, it becomes emulsified in society and walked mm. down and made to conform i mean like any art scene or you know 
unique restaurant that opens up there's amazing food sooner or later if it's good it will just be part of the fabric and it mm. lose its uniqueness and so punk rock's no different it had its day and it was it was fantastic for me and, and people who love that that scene yeah i mean you, you've always been one to 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 um I, i'd say kind of see in advance you know when think when things are you know when the time has, has gone almost you know and it's time to kind of you know go to the next go to something else you know and, and i mean is, is, is that a, a vision that you have or is that just your nah. kind of natural thing yeah just instinct just, your, just instinct yeah something dries up gets a bit mundane i want to do something else i want to experiment i want to go somewhere else i want to be taken somewhere else by different musicians or people that I'm with. Yeah. I can't stand hanging about when things yeah. are stale. So you're, and, you're, and that is why I'm poor. <laughs> <laughs> rich, rich in lots of other oh, ways, just maybe not in the bank account. <laughs> indeed, indeed. <laughs> um, I, I mean, how, how do you, I mean, I mean how, how do you sort of... A, keep your mindset you know kind of creative you know when there's you know sort of over the over that sort of time or is this just something that that for you is kind of inbuilt it's just it's just who yeah. you are I, I just think i there's a couple of really ugly parts of my personality which are impatience mm. and dissatisfaction you put those two together as an artist as a creative person and you've never done anything in I, st- I, I still don't think I've, I've, you know, I could do, I could do better. I could be better. Mm. I could play better. I could write better. I could, you know, do more work, push more boundaries, go somewhere more exciting, another horizon. I, I, it's that dissatisfaction and impatience that mm. drives someone like me. Mm. Although I love doing it at the time, if you know what I mean. Are you, are you never are you never satisfied? Do you think there's always there's always kind of like a way to improve or to yeah, yeah, change it and kind of yeah. mould it into something else? Yeah, I, I am never satisfied. It's terrible. Yeah. You know, I can't sit back and go, mm, "That was good." That was good. Yeah. No, I, I I can sit back and go, "Yeah, I did okay," but if only, I, but I should have. Mm. But next time I will. That's my. That's my thinking. So do, how does it? How, you know how do you how do you differentiate yourself how do you mean you know as a, as, a, as an artist how do you uh, you know continually kind of innovate your you know either your writing style or your playing style to you know whilst kind of keeping that distinctive dave sound and style but always well kind yeah. of innovating. um uh, malcolm mclaren he he told me to never compete and it's it's the the best thing one of the greatest things that's ever said to me because what he meant was the minute you start trying to sound like someone else or be someone else you 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 lose your uniqueness and you just get mm. washed away in the mediocrity you mm. just become a second rate version of that drummer or whatever so I've always instinctively wanted to be unique. Back to the punk rock thing, mm. of standing aside. This is my t-shirt design, you know. You yeah. Know, what, however, shit it might be. And um, it's, it's an interesting one, that isn't it? Because you know, with with a lot of the social media platforms, there's there's a real 
um, you know, kind of challenge because what you see, you see a lot of people around about about that sort of competitiveness. It's it's really kind of in your face these days, isn't it? You know, where so and so is doing this, and there's there's almost like this. Okay, I I got to be doing something like that or doing. Well, well then you, then that's, that's why uh, some people say, not necessarily me, but I can see the point that there is a blandness about arts and music, and mm. everybody's going in the same direction. If you go back to the sixties and the seventies and the eighties, people were furiously trying to be individuals. Yeah. The, the world has turned on its head and now everybody wants to be the same as mm. in the image of, with the sound of, with the production. The sound, yeah. You know, uh, <clears throat> I'm still, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. Mm. How, do you, how do you think, uh, you know, do you think that that will change again? The, 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 the kind of the blandness or the, yeah, yeah. the sameness will, will kind of people get fed up with that and say yes sod this i need to I, I think i think this this pandemic is gonna change that mm. i think it will be art for art's sake now i think people will just want to express themselves knowing that this flimsy old fabric of social media and society can be smashed by a microscopic virus yeah, you know, this whole yeah. edifice. So it's back to the individual and having the passion to express themselves the best they can. Mm, yeah, mm. I think it will go back. Yeah. When you when you I mean, when you're when you're writing or or playing, you know, given that that you you're, you know, how 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 much you want to be, you know, kind of satisfied with 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 what you're doing and and. When when you get an idea and it doesn't work, you know, because one thing with with kind of experimenting is that you you try things and things don't work, and you know it's very easy to get um, you know kind of pissed off with something. You know, you, you try it doesn't work. You've got to go back to the drawing board. How how do you deal with those sort of situations? Well, have a good. I'm cry. guessing I'm guessing you have failed, a good cry. You know, <laughs> <laughs> have a good cry. Blame everyone else, and then realise I'm a prick. No. No, uh, it's the thrill in failing. I mean, you you never fail. You learn. You learn. Yeah. You never fail. You learn. I mean, else we wouldn't have never left the caves and yeah, yeah. this fire and blah blah blah. Yeah, yeah. Invented the wheel. You know, there is um, an excitement uh, and there's the uh, happy accidents of music where you get something wrong and it suddenly works with something else and creativity yeah. uh, evolves you know i'm not I mean, I've, I've, i'm not i'm not too down on, on things i get wrong no yeah no. i mean i've 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 kind of noticed since since i you know sort of quit my job and i kind of started doing doing lots of, of different things like like this you know you you i i've found you know sometimes you you wonder where the next idea is is sort of coming from or you you kind of hit a brick wall hmm. and it, it like for me sometimes it's been that's been tough you know because it, it's just like oh, i don't know i don't know and it, it it's easy to get down and i guess that's where where you know a, a, a mind a real mindset shift needs to happen to yeah i think the way to look at it is that i mean the way i look at it that's why i don't ever sort of get down about my creative side 
is that what I've done might not be good or popular, but it's going to move me somewhere because mm. I can't stay in that mediocre place. It's going to move me one way or another. And when that does, there's a whole world, a new horizon of yeah. an area to be creative in. So it's, it's just a motivator to yeah. go somewhere else. I mean, uh, Mike, with I suppose with with experiments, there's always there's there's a, there's a risk. You, you know, people people look at the risk. Okay, well, what what if I do that? You know, well, what's the what's the kind of the downside of that? How, how, do do you get those feelings, or do you just go for it and then sort of see see yeah, kind of I what mean, happens? I've had to trust my instincts all my life because yeah. That's all I've got. I haven't got any exams or degrees or work experience. Mm. I've just got the, my uh, instincts for creativity within the limitations of my skill. Um, that's all I've got, Giles. So mm. I've just had to crack on. You know? mm. And I'm, I, I'm, I love hard work. I rejoice in <laughs> repetitive work, you know and uh it, it it calms me down so yeah i kind of i'm really lucky I, I i found the right sort of thing for my for my mind yeah yeah my spirit with with um you know with the, with the with the you know the music the and, and even the you know the writing that you that you that you produce hmm. do, do you have it in your mind that you want to challenge your your listeners or your readers you know, to kind of think about, um, you know, the, almost like you, you, you're sort of pushing them, you know, okay. to try and, try and challenge them to, you know, not accept what they've heard or it's heard or read. No, no, I don't think I do. Not consciously. Mm. Uh, that didactic sort of preachy thing. That I think innately there's always, uh, in anything I do, a smile, <laughs> <laughs> you know. I like. I don't want people to be miserable. To be I miserable. Like, I yeah. want people to be. I want people to think. Yeah. I think I, I. I challenge people simply because of an accident of birth. I. I challenge uh, the norms of society, uh, but but not on purpose. And there's no mm. great agenda. No. I mean, by playing the drums, I want people to tap tap their feet. You know. Yeah. Um, if I write. Uh, when I'm writing, I want people to escape into my world. Yeah. I'm creating. Yeah. Yeah. But there's no great. There's no real. Yeah. No. Yeah. I mean, in, in, a, in a way that that is, um, you know, you're kind of encouraging people to kind of come into what you're what you're sort of producing and what you're creating. Yeah. And saying, come and come and listen to this and see if it. Yeah, such an ego trip, isn't it? It's quite another yeah. really analyze it. You know, this is. What I know. Like, you know, I mean, maybe maybe it's kind of subliminal that this is what you've. This is who you are. This is what you've kind of grown up with. This is how you how you operate. Yeah, and it's like sort of come into come into my world and see how you, see you know how it treats you. Yeah, it's it's sharing. It's sharing yourself with people that you can't have a pint with or whatever, you know. 
mm. you know, you, you're reaching out. I mean, I know loads of musicians feel the same, you know, it's a very, it is a very, and it's a cliche, a very humbling thing to be able to please people with music because yeah. I know how music has just, is completely elevated my existence, just listening to music, which I do all the time. Yeah, I mean, without it, and then to think that you're a tiny cog in that wheel that you can do that to someone else is just fucking hell. It's just uh, just worth living for, you know. Yeah. And with your with, with your writing as well that you that you do as well. I mean, is it, yeah. is it a sort of similar, you know, kind of approach and, and mindset that you have for your for your writing? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I'm getting better. I'm, I'm writing the second novel now, and it is yeah. You know, it's, it's exhilarating. I'm addicted to doing it. I get up every morning and, mm. it. and it's never a chore, you know. Um, and I guess it's similar to the drums in respect that instead of uh, sticks, it's it's a keyboard and it's words instead of beats, you know. Mm. Yeah. How do, how do you, how do you uh, I mean, one, th one thing that I, have as well sometimes is is uh you know getting over getting over fears that that you know fears that you that you have i mean in, you know in theory like an experimental mindset should should kind of you know help you kind of conquer your fears but you know sometimes fears are, are human nature aren't they yeah i think we're all i think every human that's ever existed is fearful mm. uh, we would have died out as a species if not i mean it's it's the mind, it's the fears created by too much thinking that, yeah. that are, are the, the real negatives, the real bastards in people, the thinking of fear and imagining yeah. fear or looking back on fear, all that sort of projecting stuff. You know, I'm plagued with that like any other person, but mm -hmm. when I'm playing the drums um, with other musicians or whatever, I am pretty fearless. Mm. It's only when silence comes in <laughs> no, no. it's a such a tough time now there's so much silence because of society is kind of on hold yeah it's a lot more clamor and negativity i, I mean I've, I've, i mean with the with the um you know with the, with the drums you know when i when i started playing and you've you obviously sort of been you know been been teaching me I, i've you you've you've always said that you know about the you know the drums is is such a you know kind of leveler you know that you you know when you get behind the drum kit it's it, it's you, you know you become fearless you sort of escape to this yeah. this this kind of world and it's and all, I, I mean all I all consuming all consuming yeah yeah and I I I kind of found that as well I mean you, you know for for mental health you know it was just incredible because you this mm. this is something that you really sort of focus on like you say about the you know the precision behind mm. it mm. really really kind of incredible instruments it's very exacting and it's not anything you can do and hide or lose focus while you're doing them. just send yeah awful yeah you have to be right on it mind body and spirit yeah it's, it's a wonderful thing for people to do brilliant well i i think that's that that's kind of about it dave <laughs> brilliant it's been it's been fantastic thanks so much for your for your time i, I really appreciate that all right Good stuff. Okay. Good luck. Cheers, Dave. Bye-bye, man. Thanks for listening to the show, and I really hope that you enjoyed it and that you'll tune in for the next episode. 
In the meantime, it would be really awesome if you could rate and review the show and also share it with any friends who you think might enjoy it.